Hey there, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed, and it's Wednesday, April 14th, right? Yes, Wednesday, April 14th, and thank you guys for joining me. Um, as you know, we stream live every Wednesday, and then we upload our video on Google Play, iTunes, I mean, audio, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you can find your favorite podcast, Joy Exposed is there. And you know, when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. So here we are. Um, it's Wednesday, April 14th. Let's get started. So we start each podcast with three cheers of joy. And tonight won't be any different. We're having a little bubbly. Now, this has been my drink of choice, a little a bubbly lately for probably about the past month. I'm always looking for something to celebrate because, hell, why not? So let me open it because I haven't opened it yet. I figured if I opened it early, I would drink it. <clears throat> Practicing a little restraint. So let's see. I hope you guys have something yummy that you're going to drink tonight during the um, podcast. I hope you have some things that you are thankful for. A little three cheers of joy. Of um, Let's celebrate with me. Hey there, Stephanie. I see you on YouTube. And I just got a friend request on Facebook, so I think you're handling your stuff, right? Here we go. Oh, there we go. A little bubbly. A little pop in the cork. And I'm drinking out of my Steffi. I'll hold it up so you guys can see it. This is my Steffi from the set. My Joy Exposed. Yep. So I'm drinking out of my Steffi tonight. So three cheers of joy. And we have um, Barefoot Bubbly. It's a pink Moscato, so you know it's really sweet. I don't really do super sweet, but it was on sale at Walgreens, my favorite neighborhood store. So I grabbed it there. First cheer of joy. It's Wednesday, and I'm excited. <laughs> well, I'll say this. It's Wednesday night, and it has been a busy week already, and um, it's going to continue to be busy. So cheers to Wednesday. My second cheer of joy is um, I spent last weekend with Faceless Love and his daughter. I made it through it okay. You know, my fear is always I'm going to fuck up the relationship because I'm spastic. So that's what I just figure I'm going to do. And I didn't. So cheers to the weekend with Faceless Love and his daughter. Well, not even cheers to the weekend to them. Cheers to me not fucking up the weekend. And I probably came close. Maybe or maybe not. I don't know. I'm really critical of myself, if you guys haven't noticed that by now. So cheers to me for getting through the weekend. So cheers. My first cheer of joy was getting to Wednesday, hump day, midway between the chaos that's coming. My second cheer of joy was not... Um, my second cheer of joy was not um, messing up the weekend with Faceless Love and his daughter. So that's my second cheer of joy. My third cheer of joy, let's see. Mm, I had a job interview on Tuesday. That went well. So cheers to a job interview. You guys know I'm planning to relocate. And um, so that interview went well on Tuesday. So cheers to that. So those are my three cheers of joy. Three moments of self-celebration for you to remember that you are of purpose and that you are valued and you are of purpose. You are, 
valued and um, you're on your path to being of greatness. And Faceless Love just sent me a message and said, yeah, I was close to fucking up the weekend. It's stressful, you guys. Let me tell you something, and this is going to get us off course for a bit, but when you've been single for a long time and you really find somebody that loves you and want to take care of you and you love them, you want to take care of them, you st- I, and you don't even believe it's real. Like, you guys know I've been seeing him for a while now, and I'd still be like, he going to leave. You know, I mean, that's the PTSD from past relationships. So I really get really anxious about things that are happening because I don't want to mess up. But not to dismiss it, I'm like that anyway. I don't like to mess up. I spend a lot of time preparation. You know, what is it? Measuring. You measure twice, cut once. Like I spend a lot of time just trying to make sure that I'm doing it the correct way. So that's it. Like I literally do. So when it's going left and I don't understand why it's going left, I need an explanation because that's literally me trying to make sure that I'm paying attention to the details and so, I mean, but that, I mean, I'm, that's who I am. I mean, it's who I am. It's, I'm not excusing it. I'm not dismissing it, but I am very much aware of things that happen and they don't go away just because like, this is how I, how I am. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my daughter, my oldest daughter. I told her, I said, I said, um, every time you call me, I get so nervous thinking that something's wrong. You know, I'm like every, you know, I see your name pop up and I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong. And so then she and I talked later and I said something and she says, mom, you're so intense. You're intense all the time. This is who we are. We were raised with this level of intensity. She said, it's not us, it's you. So I am, I'm really, I am very intense. I have a very intense personality. So it's definitely a lot to deal with, but yeah, this weekend was um, interesting and um, I made it through. So cheers to that. I think that's what it's important to know. Like, I don't think there was anything surprising to Faceless Love about me, maybe to his daughter, but she doesn't really know me. But there isn't anything really surprising about me. He knows that I'm intense. He knows that I'm going to go all out. And because I want to take care of him and I want to be pleasing of him. So, of course, and I'm like that with my children. So, of course I'm going to be that way with, you know, his daughter too. And just trying to figure that piece out. But we had um, a couple of really intense moments and, you know, I was like, you know what, forget this mess. I'm not doing this. You know, I was like, this don't make any sense, but it was all, it was not all me, but it was me. I was definitely a active part in the, in the chaos. And, and I don't, I don't really know how to not, like, I don't know how to not be, me and I'm not gonna not be me, especially for I'm not gonna not be me. I'm gonna be who I am, and I'm, you know. So it's just I don't know. It's really weird, and we'll see. You know, I mean, we're it's not like we're married. You know, we're not living together. You know, like it's not any of that. But we are at a place that we're kind of blending our kind of family units where we can hang out and you know get to know each other, and it may be a slight advantage. Or maybe a disadvantage because, you know, he's got to hang out with my kids, but my kids are adults and my kids are adults in their mind. So 
you know, they very sure-footed and they re I know them, so I know their response to situations. He knows his children and their response to situations, which who knows if he's comfortable or not. But for me, um, it's a struggle piece for me. Like it's definitely a struggle piece for me because I don't want to, I don't want to mess up. And I don't know that I necessarily can, but shit, it was intense. So a couple times, but we made it through. It was all good. So um, cheers to three cheers of joy. Okay, let's move on to the Facebook post of the week. I have definitely, <laughs> I have definitely um, uh, saved a couple of Facebook posts of the week, and um, I'm going to read those now. Brought to you by STM Specialties. STMSpecialties.com, I think they got hacked on Facebook, so they had to get a new Facebook. So if you were following them, you may need to accept a new friend week request because I don't know that they, um, I do that every week. I'm a horrible. So if they send you a new friend, a uh, friend request, then go ahead and accept it. She's got a special coming up for mother's day. Um, let me find it. I saved it and I'll share it on my page. It is STM specialties, LLC, a mother's day mystery box for $75. There are only 10 available. Each decorative box will include a 20-ounce skinny, a t-shirt, a matching pin, and some surprise items. All designs will be inspired for a mother. So that's her special she's got for Mother's Day, and that's stmspecialties.com. So um, if you're looking for something one-of-a-kind to get for your mother, handmade specifically for, then that's the route to go. And I will share that on my page. So Facebook Post of the Week brought to you by stmspecialties.com. All right, so let's see, where am I going to start with my Facebook post of the week? Let's start here. Um, I didn't, and I cut, I screenshot, and then I cut off the person who's posted it. And it says, if your lover and your healer are two different people, then you must reevaluate. And I love that when I first read it, but then I wasn't sure, because I don't know that your lover is your healer. I, maybe your lover is the person who encourages your healing, but I don't know if the lover is given the gift of healing. You know what I'm saying? So I, when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, I like that. And then I realized maybe your lover is just your lover. Like, And that's where we get into these places of giving our lovers too much responsibility or allowing, you know, giving them things to do outside of the fact that they're our lovers. So anyway, I thought that was interesting and I did like it. Um, so if your lover and your healer are two different people, then you must reevaluate. I'm not sure about that. So anyway, that's that. The other thing is, let's see, Facebook post of the week. Let me find another. Uh, I haven't seen anybody post about 420 yet. Y'all must be on powder now. <laughs> Because, you know, everybody posts, it's 420, it's 420, we finna get lit, it's 420. Last year it was 420 all month long, and um, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> so nobody's posting about 420, 21. So they said they must be on powder now. Ain't nobody smoking no weed no more. Everybody on the drugs. Don't know about that. Not big on drugs like that. Um, 
Then I saw one that said, uh, I just printed up a stack of these to keep in the car for the next time I see someone parked like an idiot. So they printed a face of this monster face, and then they take the monster face and glue uh, tape it on the back rear view camera. So when you put your car in reverse and back up, this monster face shows on your dash. <laughs> that shit look crazy. So I thought that was really crazy because it would freak you out because you're like backing up and you look at the camera and it's this monster face sharing at you, staring at you. That was crazy. Um, So that was one. And then let's see. That's not one right there. Let's see if I can find one more before we skedaddle. Um, oh, I don't. That's not one. I don't, my phone is screenshotting everything. Okay, so this one says, the English language is so crazy with its silent Ks. One silent K in not, two silent Ks in knuckle, three silent Ks in Republican, <laughs> and four silent Ks in knickknack. <laughs> I thought that was cute. <laughs> so um, I definitely save that because it's funny. It's witty. And we do, everybody always says the English language is the hardest language to learn because we really don't have a lot of rules for our English language. And it's crazy because we don't have a lot of rules, but people fuck it up so bad. Um. Uh, oh, yeah. And that's it. So those are my Facebook posts of the week brought to you by stmspecialties.com. And so, I, listen, truthfully, I don't know what we're going to talk about tonight because I'm just in a chill space. Very chill space, right? So I'm just here. I'm drinking my champagne. I'm talking to my um, Facebook friends. I'm talking to my Joy Exposed audience because when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. We're just going to talk through some stuff. There are a few pressing things that I you know, wanted to mention, but tell you the thing today that really just irked me a little bit. Well, it's not even just a thing today. There's many things today that's irked me because early this morning, I thought I was going to lose my shit. And you guys know I haven't said that in months. So um, this morning was the day that I thought I was going to lose my shit. I was literally like, this is it. Like, I haven't felt like this in a long time, so I'm about to lose it. But anyway, so let's just look at this. So our guy who I work with, he's in IT. He always like, first of all, he chats a lot. He's chatting. So when you call him to do something or email him to do something, you kind of try not to be around because he's chatty. I mean, he'll literally stay in chat for an hour. Like he's just chatting. Well, today he came in to fix something. Well, he didn't even come to fix it. He came to respond to something that I asked. He couldn't fix it because it's a network issue. It wasn't a him issue. So he came in. I put my mask on. Now, if I'm in my room by myself, I don't have my mask on because why? But I'm in there by myself, mask on. He proceeds to tell me that I don't have to put my mask on. First of all, mother trucker, the CDC said I need to wear my mask. And unless you supersede the CDC, leave me alone. Like, let me mind my business. He started this whole rant about wearing masks and why not and this. So I got up because I'm not rude, rude. I'm just rude. I got up and started walking towards my door as to lead him out of my classroom. He says, I've already had it and I got my vaccine. You don't have to wear your mask around me. Like the mask doesn't do anything. 
I said, well, if, if that's fine, you do what you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. It doesn't matter. Like, just if you don't want to wear it, shut the fuck up and not wear it. Why do you have to? What you trying to convince me? Like, stop it. So we had this kind of back and forth to where we ended up on the sidewalk. <laughs> and then it was like a counselor out there, uh, a psychologist out there, and another teacher out there that heard us going back and forth. And the last thing they heard me say was, just wear your damn mask. And I walked off. So they, were, they thought we were arguing, like aggressively arguing, which we were not. We were just having a heated conversation. Like he is... um. Puerto Rican, I think. And so, and I'm Black American. So our argument, our conversation is already a level of energy, right? So I was like, just wear your damn mask. And I walked off. And so he was, um, I told him before, prior to saying that, I said, you know, I have car insurance on my car. And he was like, yeah. I said, I don't have my car insurance because I want it. I have it because of you. I make sure I have car insurance because of the other people, not for me. I'm okay without having car insurance. It's the other motherfuckers that I can't control. That's what the mask does. The mask is in case. I wear my mask because I'm in a school with people. I'm in the grocery store with people. They don't know if I've been vaccinated. They don't know if I have COVID. They don't know, they don't know anything about me, but me wearing a mask says, at least I am aware of people around me. Ugh. To me, that just seems so easy. But, you know, he felt the need to argue that point with me. And it just really annoyed me. Now, to make matters worse is our whole sixth grade is out on quarantine because one child tested positive for COVID. Now, what? You're going to argue with me about wearing a mask? And we got a whole grade level that's out on quarantine and isolation. Like, that doesn't even make sense. So it would be different if there weren't any cases or any instances on our campus. But we're missing whole sixth grade and two teachers. So it's almost like, shut the fuck up. Wear your mask. Get out. So that annoyed me today because it made me realize when people have their own ideas about something, instead of them just having their ideas, they want to force them on you. And we've talked about that before. And I don't like that. I just, I literally don't like that. Like, ugh. Anyway, so that was an issue today. Yeah, that was an issue today, and I didn't like it. And let's see. Hey there, Christy. Hey, Vaughn. Um, so yeah, so I don't understand why people want to force that kind of stuff on you, but they do. And you, it's not to get mad at them. They just want, <laughs> it's not to get mad at them. It's just, they want to convince you to do what they're doing and they want you, they want to feel validated, I guess, in their reasoning or response to doing something, which is fine, but it ain't from me. Like, shit, leave me alone. So anyway, that's that. Hey there, Amaya, Amaya Marley, Tamara. Hi, Lissandra. Hi, Arthur. You guys, thank you guys so much. Hi, Shanithia. Um, thank you guys so much. So, you know, it's just like, I hate for people to push their shit on me. Like, I'm like, oh, which made me think pushing a shit on me or my language, not even that statement. But 
my faceless love mom sent me a friend request on Facebook. So I'm going to have to clean up my act on here. I'm going to not be BSing with y'all. That's not true. <laughs> but faceless love mom sent me a Facebook friend request. And then his sister sent me an instant message and said, hey, my mom sent you a request. So I was like, I got it. Except so now my faceless love mom and his sister are my Facebook friends. And I, you know, she'll find that I got a potty mouth soon enough. And she's probably also going to want to know why I don't call her son by his name. <laughs> she doesn't know her son is a celebrity <laughs> on Facebook. So it's a lot to come out with this. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of cool, you know, kind of building those um building those bridges uh, with, you know, family and just getting to know, um, getting to know each other. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. All right, so let's see, I found a, let me see what I need from everybody. So I told you guys about the foundation. So that's coming along, I need to build a website for that. I've literally been so freaking busy. Like, I'm like, I've got so much stuff. But it's okay, because I've had to, today I kind of took a deep breath and just kind of said, if I don't get all this done today, it's going to be fine. So Saturday is the big 5K that we've been working on for about three months, I think. So that's, and it's me and the bench counselor. It's our 5K on Friday. We got 70 registrants. So we're excited about that. It's our first time, 70 registrants, and we raised over $5,000. So I'm thinking after we pay the race coordinator t-shirts after we pay the bills we'll probably end up with like two thousand dollars and we're going to use that seed money for scholarship money like so that you know so that's a big thing for us and this scholarship is um i mean this race is in honor of two of our colleagues that we lost during the pandemic and they both suffer from some depression and some mental health issues and you know we don't even pretend anymore that it's a thing because we all get fucked up mentally like we all get jacked up in here and long gone the days where everybody tells you to shake it off shit you having a bad day you having a bad day like hell today i po i posted on facebook if you need to get in touch with me send me a memo Look, Google that shit if you don't know what a memo is. I want it typed out on a Smith Corona typewriter, print it, come put it in my mailbox somewhere or mail it. Like, I just need some time to respond. The way that technology is right now is everything is so fast. And it's like, everybody wants everything right now. Like, you send me a message and ask me a question, you want it right now. If I send you something, I want it right now. Like, I, and, and that's just the time that we're in. But we've got to give ourselves some grace. We've got to give ourselves some healing time. We've got to give ourselves some time to take a deep breath. Like, just to take a breath and appreciate the fact that, you know, we're alive and we can do these things. But, man, everything is moving so dang on fast these days. So I'm working on that and um, yeah, I'm working on that, just trying to slow it down. I'm excited about my projects and when they come about, you know, I wanna make sure that my clients are taken care of. And, and I said earlier, I have these crazy high expectations of the way that things should be, not just personally, professionally. Great customer service, response time, 
but I've got to learn how to build in time for me to maintain this level of energy to give that great response time. And that may be where I'm struggling. Even if I don't even know that I'm struggling, I've got to, I just finished a massive. So we just did the golf tournament two weeks ago. I just finished, I got sick after my vaccine. I just finished a massive website for perfectlythick.com. And then they're getting married on Saturday. So I wanted to make sure that was ready before they got married. I just got a new client last night who's a director and movie producer. And, you know, so it's like so many things are happening that it's like, and not to mention my other client that's out in Texas that is an actor. You know, so it's like it's growing. My business is growing. And I want to give these great responses immediately. But it's taking a toll on me mentally and physically. So all of that leading up to Saturday is the big 5K. Big, uh, big 5K. And um, we are getting ready for that. And I think once I get beyond the 5k, that'll give me some time to kind of, because like I went from the golf tournament to clear that out and um, put a couple of stakes in the ground for next year or a couple of seeds for next year. And that, because I put the seeds in the ground, that means I'll have about four or five months before I have to go back to it and touch it again. And so with the golf tournament, I'm hoping to do the same thing. Like we've got next year's date projected. We've got a plan to contact our sponsors about next year. We've got what does the website look like next year? What? So we've already, we're literally beyond the race on Saturday and we're already looking at what it looks like next year. So when we put these seeds in the ground, we can step away from it and keep moving because I'm growing. My business partner for the race is growing. We've got plans with things we want to see. But it I mean, all of these things are happening in the context of jobs. Like I've got a full time job. <laughs> so I've got like two full time jobs. Right. So I've got two full time jobs and I'm working, you know, so just trying to I got to maintain me. I've got to maintain a sense of purpose for what I'm doing and not get burnt out. Um so that's really important to me. And then on top of that, I found myself in this unique situation working with um, a group of people on um, Guapcoin. Have you guys heard about Guapcoin? So Guapcoin is a digital currency that was invented by a Black American woman named Tavania. And so I found myself like working with people on the Guapcoin, like getting people to download their guap wallet and it's literally digital currency like bitcoin so it's and it's just from i'm learning so even i'm in that and i'm learning in that too so there are literally different pieces of things that are happening all the time and i'm trying to keep it together and when i left work today and i went to pick up the t-shirts and and then i came home and i just was like i just want to lay here for a minute I wanted, my legs were achy. I felt, and it's weird because I know much of this is out of my gift, but I know that there's a lot I haven't done and I have to forgive myself. I have to forgive that piece of me that says it's not done. I have to be okay with it. And maybe forgiveness isn't the right word. I just have to be okay with that I didn't do it and that I didn't get it done and that there's tomorrow. So some stuff is immediate and some stuff, I have a couple of days to go over um, when it's going to get done. So 
you know, it's just it's just really neat because I, as a person, I mean, 51, I'll be 52 in August. And as a person, I'm just, I'm growing. I'm still growing. There's so many new opportunities coming my way. And when the stuff comes up, I want to share it. Like, I want people to be in too. So I want you to be in the golf tournament. I want you to be in on the uh, guap uh, coin, the... I want you to be in on that. I want you to be in on the 5K. I want you to be in on, if you're writing a book, let me publish it. If you need a website or you're building your business, you know, I'm like constantly interacting with people and um, just trying to grow and get people to grow too. Because that's what we say, right? We say that trying to get free people to freedom one publication at a time. So it's just really interesting. And it's new for me. I talk about it on here. But it's definitely new for me. Like, I've been a nine to five, 10 to six girl my whole life working for somebody else. And now that I'm working for myself, it's like the wheels off this thing. Let's get it. As much work as we can get in the time that we have, let's get it. And I got to make sure that I can give that great work. I've got to make sure that I have an exceptional product because it's not a physical product. It's an intellectual property product. I've got to make sure that I can hear the words and see them and regurgitate them in a way that makes sense and what a product would look like from what they've said. And uh, that's I, there was no training for that for me. It's just something that I can do. So when people are talking about things and I'm like, oh, so you want such and such or this and this, I see this and they're like, oh my God, yes. Oh, how, well, wait a minute, how do you see that? Like, what do you, and I can't explain it. Like, I don't, I don't know, it's just what I see. So, but I've got to take a better care of myself that I can continue to give excellent product, hands down. And if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't do jack for anybody else. So, you know, I've talked about that plenty. And I've got to, you know, take dose of my own medicine on that one, babe. I got to take care of my shit. Speaking of dose of my own medicine, switch gears. The other morning, Monday. So this weekend, I told you guys I was with Faceless Love. We stayed in the city and his daughter. Well, they left. So I had to come home Sunday. I was tired. And then Monday, I was taking my vitamins before I went to work. And I take uh, niacin, fish oil, Sam E, and then I take a dropper full of these mixed mushrooms that are supposed to be good for my immune system, right? And they come in a little dropper with a little, you press the syringe, you suck it up in there, you drink it. So I... <laughs> Oh my God. So I uh, go through all that. I do my dropper. It's like the last one of the last things I do. Drop it in my mouth. I realize as I'm doing the dropper that it doesn't taste horrible. Now the mushrooms taste horrible. Like they, I mean, it's literally, they taste horrible. So I'm like, this doesn't taste horrible. So I go to look at the container. It's a fucking CBD oil. <laughs> so we're talking like 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> I've taken like a whole dropper full of CDC, CBT oil. <laughs> and I had to go to work. <laughs> I was sitting there like this all day. Like I was like literally 
all day. That was the funniest thing. The, so here's the thing that's so funny about it. The CBD oil and the mushrooms got switched up is because I took them because sometimes I like to rub my feet or faceless love feet down because we, we do a lot. Y'all know we go walk for miles and miles and hang out or whatever. I'll rub our feet down in CBD oil, you know, after shower, or whatever. So that's why I had it. But when I unpack my bag, I... um. <laughs> when I unpack my bag, I guess I mixed up where I put them. And I told you guys, I'm a very intense personality. So everything has a place. There's no, there's no chaos in what I do. Everything is specifically in a place. Like I could be blind and pick up my vitamins, my face wipes, my toothbrush, my toothpaste, like literally, I mean, that's who I am. Anyway, I was so zoned out that day. Christy said, the kids love me that day. They probably did. I don't remember because I was in a zone. Do you hear me? Like, it was funny. So, uh, oh, my God. So, we had to, yeah. So, Monday was crazy. So, I once I realized, I put that up. I put that back in the back where it usually is. And I just was like, dang, I really messed that up. So that was funny. But anyway, you know, I don't really have a lot of mishaps because I'm so type A kind of personality. You know, it's so weird because with some things I'm so type A and the other things I'm so go with the flow. It's, I think I plan even my go with the flow time, right? So it's still pretty much a little bit type A. So, but hey, whatever. So yeah, that was funny about the, um, the CBD oil boy, that was hilarious. And I was like, I even had to tell my um administrator, like, yo, this is not good today. And uh, you know, and it was it was just hilarious. But anyway, so it was a short day. I got off work, came home, got got into bed, went to sleep, you know, got ready for Tuesday. So that was interesting, but whatever. Uh yeah, it was funny. Okay, so let's see what else I have in here I wanted to share. Oh, I told you guys I did have a job interview on Tuesday, so I think I may already have a job. I got a call today, so I may have a job, or I'll be eligible for one. So I'm going into the we can hire her bucket, and um, we'll see how that goes. And I was hoping, I'm kind of hoping that I'd make enough money from my business that that wasn't at the top of my things to do, but... I guess it still is because I need, I, I mean, I don't, how many of you don't need to make regular money? Like how many of you are there? Like I need, I need a regular paycheck, even with the extra money that I make, I still need a regular paycheck. Like, is that out of habit? Am I conditioned to need a paycheck? I mean, like, I know my insurance is going to be free, you know? So it's like things that I need. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like I want to make enough money that I don't have to, but what does that even look like? Because the security of having the paycheck that drops every two weeks means a lot to me. And maybe, maybe it's just to me, but I really, I look forward to that. So hopefully I have, a, um, uh, uh, I'll get a job that I want in an area that I want and, you know, go. Because, you know, you get older. I mean, I'm 51. So imagine being 51 and an educator and you're competing with a 24, 25-year-old that's 
young and spry and ready. I mean, I know they don't have a lot of experience, but they're pretty tough, right? Well, the Gens, Gen Zers, they really don't stick around on jobs and stuff. So they probably like them. <laughs> Companies probably like the 50-year-olds because they know we'll stay for a little while. The millennials and Gen Zers are like, we're out. They're not putting up with anything. So, uh, so yeah, so hopefully I have me a good job. All right. So don't forget, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh yeah, great videos on there. My Saturday spotlights are on there. I've got a couple things with my grandbaby. Just some interviews. I've got. Uh, I'll have some interviews from the JPN Network. I'm interviewing some artists, some authors on there. So, and hopefully they'll pick up my podcast. That'll be cool to have my podcast streaming on Roku. So hopefully they'll pick up my podcast. I'll talk to them about it and see how they feel. Um, but I'm just really not interested in like somebody coming on putting their creative straw on it i mean unless they're paying me then uh whatever you mean stop cussing or stop drinking i'm not joy expose it when joy's exposed everything just feels better that's what we do we're not really making any concessions we're not losing anything by doing joy exposed we're just having a great time celebrating our pleasures when joy's exposed everything just feels better right um Oh, this is what I'm going to say. I found this article about a psychologist. And the psychologist says, I'm a psychologist, and here's how to protect yourself against the five biggest regrets people have at the end of their lives. I never think about what I'm going to regret at the end of my life, but it's probably because I haven't been at the end of my life. Doesn't that make sense? So we see people passing away, and we want to make sure that they're safe, but how many times have you ever asked anyone what they regret, right? And maybe they hear this more so in like a hospice facility or people who know they're dying or they have a grim, you know, their outlook isn't so good. So maybe this comes about, but most of the time, I don't think, I don't know, I've heard anybody to, come, to say what they regret, right? So here are the five biggest regrets people have at the end of their lives. And you guys tell me what you think about it. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. That's hey, that's what we do on Joy Exposed. It's about you. Blah, 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 everybody else. F everybody else. Do what's right for you. So this is something we talk about already. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I'm sure that's a true one because we do give our time away to businesses, to companies, we, for money, right? We give our time, especially when you work on salary. So if you work on hourly, you're going to get off at five o'clock. You're going to punch that clock and get the hell out of there. But if you work salary, you might work to seven or eight o'clock at night, might do a little bit before you go to bed. You never feel like you give enough for the salary. But if you went through and calculated what you're making an hour by working salary, then you'll probably stop because you're not really making a lot of money. I mean, there's some great perks sometimes with salary, like company car, fly in a company jet, expense account. And I think all of that has changed. When I had that kind of stuff, I was 90s, right? So expense account, shopping, you know, that kind of thing. I think they probably changed that now because they lost so much money. Um, 
Number three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Oop, bloop. We already figured that out on Joy Exposed. We're going to say what we mean quickly uh, and not take anybody's crap. But that's one of the five. That's the third of the five biggest regrets. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Now, this is, I mean, in the time of Facebook, we get to stay in touch with everybody, friend friend or foe. We have them access to them on Facebook. Um, and, and th But this is the thing that I was thinking about today is like, I will reach out to people that I haven't spoken with in months and maybe a year or so and ask, you know, hey, how are you? I was, I was thinking about you. But very rarely do I have somebody reach out to me and say, hey, how are you? I mean, it's very rare that people check up on me. And I, I wonder if that's because I always present like I have my shit together. <laughs> or they don't want to. I mean, you can't make people do things. But sometimes I wonder, like today, being in my yucky space, like, I just really wish somebody thought, how is Joycelyn? Is that, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are those kind of, in, those empty moments that you're like, I just wish somebody reached out. And so I've, I thought about that today, actually, because I have a few friends and I would reach out or send cards for holidays or, you know, that kind of things. And then when you when you don't and they don't reach out and they're not checking on you or they're not, you realize like, wow, okay, so I was kind of one-sided maybe, or maybe what I'm holding on is strictly for me. You know, maybe I'm reaching out for what I need, maybe. But I did think about today, like, when all this stuff is happening in my day, no one's reaching out, like, because no one probably knows because I keep everything until I get on here, then I start talking about it. But there's never... It's very rare that someone reaches out to want to know how I'm doing. Yeah. So it's just interesting. And then um, number five, I wish I had let myself be happier. Now, I'm on top of that one. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to have a I'm going to have a good life if I'm not in a situation that I don't like. If I'm in a situation that I don't like, I'm going to get out of it because I'm not going to sacrifice my happiness, my peace of mind, my goodness for the sake of a yucky time. I'm not going to do it. Like nobody is worth me not enjoying my life, not being happy, not relishing in all that the universe has for me. And, um, and I mean that, like, I literally mean that, like, mm -mm. so those are pretty cool. Um, five biggest regrets people have. I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not what others expected. And that's a struggle. We That starts a lot with our parents. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. We want to make money. We want to do a good job at work. We need that exemplary performance so we can get a raise. So we're going to work hard. And if you've gone to college for it or trade school or training to get it, you're going to want to do well because You've worked for it. You like you did extra stuff to get it. Um, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. And I think that comes from people being around you, allowing you saying that your feelings are valid. Right. So but there's nothing wrong with expressing your feelings. It's like, hey, this fucking sucks. I want to do something different or I don't like it here or I'm uncomfortable with this. 
and and be okay with it and not worry about somebody feeling some kind of way. So much of what we do is to protect other people. And then we realize when we're protecting people that we're putting ourselves on front street and we're the ones getting fucked up. Like, that's not fair, right? So I don't like that. So anyway, express yourself. Say how you feel about something and know that it's okay that you feel that way. Um, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. If you have friends or foes or you were friends and you fell out or you were friends and you don't talk or you were, it doesn't matter. You're not, there's nothing to hurt from you reaching out and saying, hey, how are you? I've lost friends and we may text occasionally for birthdays. I may send a picture and say, hey, Quentin turned 18. Here's a picture of him or tell your daughter I said happy birthday or hey, what about the, you know, so just because we're not talking regularly friendly like we used to, it doesn't mean that we hadn't shared in love. So don't be afraid of that. Reach out to your friends. And I wish I had let myself be happier. And these are the five biggest regrets that people have at the end of their life. So if we're all here now having this conversation and we have these five biggest regrets, we could literally die having different regrets. Something like, oh, I regret not sailing down the Nile River. <laughs> I regret not whatever, donating to whatever. Like our regrets could be different. So that is a short list of five. So a common thread between all of those are existential issues that require massive lifestyle shifts in order to solve over time. And that's what this is all about, like living your best life shaking off those yucky generational trauma things, those strongholds that families hold on you that to try to keep you in a space. Nobody knows what you're supposed to be doing. Nobody knows. Only person that knows, God knows, the universe knows. People don't know. So when we tell our kids that you need to do this, or I think you would be better with this, or you... We don't know. We literally don't know. We're guessing based on our own experience. Like, I didn't want my son to go to a college because I went to that college and I didn't have a good experience. So I can't be like, well, don't go because it was bad for me. I, I mean, I could do that, but how simple does that sound? Like, it sounds really simple, right? And I don't want, I don't want that. I need for him to choose his own poison. Maybe he'll go and it'll be great for him. Maybe it wasn't bad. It was bad for me because there were other things out there for me. Maybe this is where he'll go and grow. Who knows? But when I put my very limited experience on my children, I'm limiting their existential growth. I'm limiting their validation of who they are, their happiness, their getting past those regrets, those feelings that they have, the trust issues that they can't come talk to me because I'm going to say something negative or I'm not going to support them or, you know, I'm like, I don't want to do that. And so it says, as yet, and yet, as we age, the amount of time itself that remains for being able to implement these shifts dwindles. I'm 51 talking about this being happy. You imagine talking to, um, 20 year old, me having this conversation that I'm having with a 20 year old or a 30 year old, they don't want to hear the shit I'm talking about. They got shit. They got plans in their mind about how the shit's going to go. And they'll come to me a little while later and be like, 
oh, you know what, Miss Joyce, you were right. I'd be like, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I fucked all of that up so I could help you do better. You know, but seriously, you know, as they get older, they'll see. But for right now, they've got to live. And the only thing that I can do while they live is to ride alongside of them while they live. Like, that's it. You can't get mad at people for not choosing what you chose. You can't get mad at people for not doing what you said. Because forget all of the material things and places to go. The things that hold value to us are those existential things, the feelings, the regrets, those things that we can't put our hands on that requires that human interaction and understanding. Those are the things that we're regretting when we get ready to die. Um, so what can you do now? No matter your age or health status to work toward living a life that will protect you from feeling these common end of life regrets. Those who are self-aware tend to move into life possibility. Those who are less self-reflective often get uh, mired in um, negative cycles that can lead to regret. You've got to be aware of who you are. You've got to know that you're important. You've got to celebrate your steps daily. You have to give grace. You have to give thanks. You have to know that what is yours is yours and move towards getting it. Like when you are aware of yourself in your relative placement within the universe, many of these things, you will tackle those things as you go. So staying in touch with friends will be easy because you don't have a problem. You don't have a pride issue with reaching out, right? You can just reach out and say, hey, I was thinking about you. I hope that you're well and be okay with response or no response. That's what self-awareness is. We're not, when you're self-aware, you're not looking necessarily for validation. And I've talked about before Maslow's hierarchy of need and I want it to be actualized. I want it to be self-actualized. I want it to be able to ebb and flow into situations without getting caught up. I wanted to know that my thought processes were guided by the power of the universe. Like I wanted to know that. I wanted to be able to see people as people and not get caught in these little brackets of um, physical needs or uh, emotional needs. I wanted to exist in this space. And I've literally spend a lot of time studying, trying to get to this space. But what I realized in trying to get to this space is that it isolates a lot of people. It literally isolates a lot of people because people aren't ready for you to be in the space. They're not ready to operate with you there. They need you open emotionally in the spaces that they are. And it, I mean, and it's a Man, I'm I'm writing about it, and happiness begins with I. In my book, I'm writing about it because it's so interesting. Because when you're not in these emotionally wrought places, people have a problem with you not being there. You don't. You're you lack empathy. You don't. They and you're like, no, I don't. <laughs> But because you aren't responding the way they want you to respond, wasn't that number one or number two? Then they want to label you as if something is wrong with you. And that's the self-awareness piece that keeps us moving is like, 
I'm okay with where I am because God has given me permission. I've been given permission. I can continue to move. I'm not going to get lost here in this emotional space with you. And that was always big for me. So when you're self-aware and you know that you are moving the way you're supposed to move and you recognize the power that you have and your words have value, you're free. That's the freedom that I talk about. That's the freedom that I strive to reach and I strive to bring people there with me. That's the freedom when you know that whatever step I take is greater than anything that man can do or will do. I'm going to keep taking my steps. And it's a beautiful feel. It's scary, but it's beautiful. It's scary for a while until you realize like, damn, I'm moving just how I'm supposed to move. Like, wow, this is for real. It, and that that's that abundance. That's that grace. That's what we talk about and you don't question it anymore. You you get to a place that you're not questioning and you realize the power of what your wants are, the power of what your thoughts are. And I'm just, that's how I want, that's how I want to live. Like that's how I want to live. That's how I want people around me to be able to live, to know that they're free. I want people to know that they're free. I want people to recognize the power in who they are I mean, like seriously, I'm, I don't try to hold anybody hostage, not even my children. And that might be a downfall as me as a parent um, because I'm like, you can be anywhere you wanna be, <laughs> do whatever you wanna do. Like, and you know, just to kind of have those conversations, but I'm not, I'm not afraid. I, I'm not afraid. Yeah. I love talking about stuff like that. Like, and I mean, I so think back to what I was talking about at the beginning. It's like, I'm with Faceless Love. I'm with his daughter. You know, I don't, she's a teenager. She's 15. So I don't really know what her thoughts are. I don't know. I just, I don't know. And, and I don't want to mess up. Like, I don't want to isolate myself or her but I also know that I can't write the script for her. She has to see me and figure it out for herself, but to know that I'm not in competition with her mom, you know, to know that I'm not taking her dad from her, like, you know, all of those, and none of this has been verbalized. These are just things that I know that happens in the teenager's mind because of my teenagers, because of, the conversations I've had with my teenagers and, you know, students and when the house is divided and there's trauma and, you know, so there's a lot of stuff. And maybe that's part of the issue is that I'm so aware that I want to be aware. It's not like, oh, surprise, there's trauma. It's like I'm going in knowing there's trauma. Like, I know that there's trauma because of, I know that there, like, so maybe that could be a piece of it, but yeah, I just want everybody to be good. I want her to be comfortable and free. I want her to have the conversation she wants to have and not 
feel like she can't. Um, yeah, so I don't know. So maybe I didn't almost mess up. Maybe I just am hyper aware of the things that are around me. And I know that I don't want to for, for Faceless Love to be unhappy. Like I love him and he loves me. So I know I want to take care of him. And that's the first thing that we said when we talked about our incident was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. Like, forget everything that happened. The first thing that comes out of your mouth is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's going to be the first thing. And then talk. But there's no blame or nitpicking or animus or it's none of that. Like, I can't operate in that space. And so he and I just are very open in that. And that's what happened. But that's me being aware enough to say, like, whatever the fuck it was, I'm ready to accept responsibility for it, not to blame it away, not to try to explain it away, not to, it's just, it happened, I was in there, I'm sorry that, I'm sorry that it felt like, to me, it felt like this, if it felt like that to you, I'm sorry, it wasn't my intention. I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't have that pride piece that stops me from accepting that I'm a human. I'm a human in this existential space. Like I don't, I'm not going to do that because he needs to know that I love him. He needs to know that I love that he loves me. So it's just really interesting when you see yourself in this powerful space of you are everything that the universe is. You have all the goodness, all the energy, everything about you is the same thing that causes day to night, the sun to move, like, or for the earth to revolve, like, like, you are all of that, you're everything, every chemical, every molecule is made up in you, like, when you recognize how powerful you are, it makes you step out a little bit further to say, okay, I do have my human things, but the things that move me, the things that get me to freedom are these existential things. The things that give me permission to take a step and to move forward are those things. And that's, a, that's so powerful. It's so powerful. And that's what I want people to get from joy, from joy exposed. Expose yourself to all the things that are great around you. If you can, when you decide, not when, if you can, because you can. But when you decide that satisfying the your life wants, the things that bring you pleasure, happiness, peace, when you decide that those things trump all else, not to dismiss your responsibility to the people around you, your children, not that, but when you decide that I'm going to put my air mask on first, Before I try to take care of anybody else, I need a mask. I'm going to put my mask on and I need another mask for this person. When you decide that your health, your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, when you decide your health is greater than all else, you're stepping into freedom because as soon as you can accept that and move, you're given extra tools to take care of the people around you. 
When you're depleting yourself, taking care of the people around you, and you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be given extra because you're not showing that you have the capacity for extra. You only have the capacity for what you're doing, and that's to take care of the people around you. If you get food and you feed everybody around you and you eat last, you'll always eat last and you'll never have enough to keep you. You'll never have enough. When you get food and you eat first, there's going to be enough for everybody around you. There, That's just how the universe works. One of the greatest things I heard in a conversation is that with an apple tree, an apple tree can drop apples forever. The apple tree never eats from its own tree. The apple tree never eats its own fruit. And it's always plentiful, bountiful, feeding everybody and everything around it, the whole, but it never eats its own fruit. Imagine that. You don't eat your own fruit. You get, you take what you need from that around you. Everybody else is satisfied as long as you're getting everything that you need. As soon as you start neglecting yourself, eating your own, taking from as soon as you start taking from eating your own people around you, you're going to suffer. They're going to suffer. You have to rely on the abundance you get. Satisfy yourself what you need. It's coming from the universe and you give it out to the people that you're supposed to take care of. And that's how you know that you're free. That Because they'll never suffer and you will no longer suffer either. That's how that works. We have to make sure that we take care of ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves. If we don't, we will be in the dark, not able to move and reap the rewards and the bounty of everything around us. So this is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. It's Wednesday, April 14th. And download from anywhere that you find our awesome, anywhere you find awesome podcasts iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere. Just Google it, Joy Exposed. You can go to my website, joycelynwells.com. Subscribe to YouTube channel. Leave a review on Amazon if you've read any of my books. We are open to everything and we are growing. We have an amazing foundation of growing men. We are the foundation and we're just going to collect some men and young men and move them to a place of freedom and righteousness and self-awareness and put them in a place of abundance that they can take care of themselves and their families. I'm looking forward to doing that. We're going to start a fundraising drive for that probably in the next couple of weeks. So we appreciate any and all donations. Um, our big fundraiser for that is the golf tournament in March of next year. So we're going to fundraise leading up to that. And every year that's just what we're going to do. Um, just so that we can put these men in a position to move forward. The funds from the 5K are going to uh, scholarships for even younger men that will be identified in kindergarten. Them and their families will receive resources all the way through school to get them to a place of abundance, to help them through the mental health, that being born into the cycle of poverty or the cycle of whatever, it's literally financial support and scholarship to help the whole family to grow. So we're excited about that. I mean, there's so many amazing things that are happening right now. And I'm 
I'm so grateful that they're happening with me. Like I'm in it. Like I'm a piece of it. Like, and I've never had this. I've never been able to be this plentiful with my resources and thoughts and plans and opportunities for other people. So I have to attribute it to the fact that I'm open. I'm open to me as a woman, as a person, and I'm able to do so many things. And I've got so many great people that I've aligned with. I've got the bench counselor, Jennifer Shiver, working with her. I've got Faceless Love. I've got his golf buddies. I've got, you know, so it's so many things that are happening. And I'm thrilled uh, just to be a part of it all. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, when Joy's exposed, everything just feels better. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.